Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teenage Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, and I'm here with Brendan. Brendan, say hi to our audience. Hi. Today, we'll be talking about prayer, which was the first pillar of this podcast when we talked about it in our first episode. We'll discuss what prayer is, the levels of it, and how to do it and how to live it out in your life as a teenager. So with that, let's start by asking the pressing question of, what is prayer? The Catechism of the Catholic Church, in paragraph 2559, defines prayer as the raising of one's mind and heart to God or requesting of good things from God. And since we're called to know, serve, and love God and to be happy with him in the next, then the whole purpose of human existence is to enter a union with him, as we said again in the first episode. So, St. John Marie Vianney says that prayer is nothing else than the union with God. When the heart is pure and united with God, it is consoled and filled with sweetness. It is dazzled by a marvelous light. So, again, we have saints, people who are in union with God, telling us that in order to be in union with God, we have to pray. And when we pray, we unite ourselves with the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we are strengthened in our relationship with them. So, prayer is also approaching God in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 4, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This means that prayer is literally a two-way conversation between us and God, but more specifically between you and God. Like any other conversations we have with our parents, with our friends, teachers, we talk and listen to God. What is the purpose of prayer if we don't allow ourselves to listen, right? So we should approach God in a sincere matter. We shouldn't demand something when we pray. Everything's on God's time, and he'll take care of it. Yeah, and we might not always get the answer that we want as soon as we want it, but we will get an answer. Brendan and I know a seminarian who he was really going through the discernment process right before he went into the seminary. And there was one day where he was sitting in the Adoration Chapel, and he was praying, and he was praying specifically about, you know, hey, God, send me a sign, help me out, help me to figure out if I have to go into the seminary or not. And he said, I I remember I was sitting there, and a woman walked in, and she looked at me, and she said, are you the new seminarian for our parish? And, you know, our friend looks back and kind of says, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not not a seminarian. But he said, that was the moment that I knew, you know, just kind of, of course, That's the sign that God just sent me. So sometimes the signs are really obvious and blaring and right in front of us. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes we think they are, but that's why we just need to pray all of the time, especially with something like discernment, which is a really hard decision to make. But again, if we want to aim to be in that union with God, then praying all the time is actually really good. So again, although we might not get the answer that we want or we might not get it as soon as we want it or maybe we don't even know what answer we're looking for or if we got an answer, we still need to pray. If you pray and get the answer that you want, you shouldn't stop praying. Or if you pray and don't get the answer that you want, you shouldn't stop praying. God always hears you. God will always hear you. And of course, he always loves you. Yes. And when you're praying for something like vocation or whatever you're praying for, it always happens on his time. He made the earth in his time. He made everything that we have on his time. So if you're looking for something, to be, uh, a prayer to be answered in like a five-minute or five-day span, ask God whenever it's really most convenient to him. When Jesus was in the garden, he prayed, let this cup pass for me, but not for my will, but your will be done. And that's really how we should look at it. When God sees it best fit, 
he will answer that prayer. And also note that Jesus says that when we pray, we should pray alone where it's just us and God. Again, this goes back on the whole thing of like, the Pharisee was standing on the street corner going, look at me, I did all of these wonderful things. And Jesus says, hey, that's not what you're supposed to do. So we should pray alone in a quiet place where we can meditate just on ourselves and on God and the beauty of God and where it's easier to think and actually have that conversation. Because prayer is a conversation with God, think about the fact that if you're in a really crowded, distracting place, are you going to be able to have any conversation at all? No. But if you're in a really quiet place where it's just you and this one other person, it's really easy to have that intimate conversation where you can really just pour out everything that you need. And, and that's what that's what God wants us to do, to, to be able to talk to him in an actual way, without distractions, without anything that will prohibit us from praying to him in our full capacity. We're not saying that praying in a group is bad because, I mean, mass is a public form of prayer. Yeah. You don't go to mass by yourself, right? But sometimes it's better to be in a quiet space by yourself in order to hear God. And also think of it this way. If the Holy Mass, that which was our last episode, if the Mass is bringing heaven to us, what is the first thing we do? Or what's the first thing the priest does at the beginning of the Mass? The sign of the cross, the beginning to all prayers. It's The Mass is basically a long prayer where we, the faithful, approach God at the altar, and it's the way we begin all good things. The sign of the cross, you know, just, it's it's funny whenever we'll say prayer before meals at school, our campus minister will sometimes go, you know, let us begin the way we begin all good things in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or before mass, he'll say, let us begin the way we begin all good things. So yeah, the sign of the cross is the way you should begin all good things in prayer because, you know, the best thing is to be in union with God. And so it's a bit hyperbolic just to say all good things because there are good things that you don't have to start with, like childbirth. I'm sure while some people might be praying during childbirth, you don't have to start with the sign of the cross in order for the good thing, which is, you know, bringing a child into the world to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Words of wisdom, Matthew. (laughs) But we should also ask for uh, saint intercessions, for the saints to intercede for us. The Catholic Church canonizes saints to be examples of true holiness and faith in our Lord. And we can use these examples of the saints to become better Catholics, to grow closer with God and his church. The saints are just great. They are true heroes of the church. Yeah, especially seeing what what some of them went through. Uh, There are two types of martyrdom. There's red martyrdom, which is actually surrendering your life, and then white martyrdom, which is, excuse me, red martyrdom is, is losing your life, I should clarify. And then white martyrdom is where you surrender certain things of your life that cause you to suffer, but you don't lose your life uh so you have to do it because of of what you believe and so and sometimes people are both sometimes saints are neither but i I, it's hard to become a saint without suffering anything so i'd say a lot of them are at least in some sense a white martyr yeah uh i believe it was i think it was a maximilian colby when he was a young boy he had a vision of the blessed mother and she it's kind of like a red pill blue pill situation she was um showing him the red martyrdom and white martyrdom, and he said, why not both? So he died for his belief. Pray for us. Amen. Maximilian Kobe, pray for us. Yeah. So hopefully you all know the story of Maximilian Kobe, but he died at the hands of Nazis in Auschwitz, basically. But he starved. I I don't... He was basically starved to death. I, I know he was... Lethal injection. Yeah, I, I know he... I believe... I wasn't he one of the guys about... They, they were taking the Jews 
and uh, I, I believe he stepped in line. Was he the guy who stepped in line for one of the Jews? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was willing. Yeah, he was willing to sacrifice his own he life, was, yeah, one rather than see a, a uh, somebody else who yeah. was a father and a husband sacrifice his, which is incredibly based to sacrifice. Yeah. Right. That's what love is: putting your life on the line for somebody. That's and exactly. Maximilian Kolbe didn't True even know love. this guy. But yeah, so these these saints are heroes. These are really cool. As the kids these days say, they're based. They're yeah. mega based. They're based and red pilled. They're awesome. They they have truly done awesome things. And some of them do hours and hours and hours of prayer every single day. And some of them, like Saint Thomas Aquinas, write literally the most intellectually put together books on theology ever. And some of them, like uh, some of the popes, they'll uh, reform the church and reform the mass and make the church better and make Christendom as a whole better. And the saints do really cool things. And so we should strive to be these saints because that's obviously they're in heaven. They do. But we can also pray to them because they can be used to bring prayers to God. And each saint has a special prayer people can ask for their intercession for, right? Because they're patron saints of things. So like for me, I'm a musician, St. Cecilia. St. Genesius and Pope St. Gregory the Great are three saints I'll normally ask for intercession for before any of my performances. So St. Cecilia and St. Gregory are the patron saints of musicians, and then St. Genesius is the patron saint of actors and plays. And so I'll, I'll ask for their intercession just because they have that they have that power. And I can ask any saint for intercession, really, but these ones are specific saints who, it's not like they have superpowers or anything. Yeah. I mean, they kind of do. They're in union with God. That's that's their superpower. But I can ask any saint for intercession at any time for anything. Yeah, that's it. And really, the moral of the story here is that, yes, you can ask the saints to pray for you. And that's all it is. We're not praying to the saints. I like the, the analogy of, like, they're acting as magnifying glasses, bringing our prayers closer to God. They're, like, intermedi- intermediaries, kind of. So think of the point where Mary actually says... My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So she says it right there, that, that line right there. My soul magnifies the Lord, right? Magnificat anima mea dominum. That point where she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. It's not that we're praying to Mary. It's that we're asking Mary to bring our prayers to God, right? Through To Jesus, through Mary. Because... Mary has a whole bunch of, well, we'll have an episode on Mary for sure, but Mary has a whole bunch of titles like Mediatrix and stuff like that, where it basically says, Mary's prayers are better than our prayers. So ask Mary to pray for you because that way you can have more efficacious prayers going to God. And Mary's prayers are the best prayers of all because she's the mother of Jesus, right? Just as we're supposed to, just as we're supposed to respect our parents, so does God have to respect his mom. And of course, Mary will never pray for anything that is wrong. But yeah, so the, the saints, while they don't have superpowers to just like immediately save you from a burning building, right? You can't just, you can't just be in like, oh no, I'm in a car crash. St. Michael the Archangel, teleport me to the hospital. That's not how that works. And again, this goes back to the whole thing of like, everything <laughs> like that might not have been the best analogy <laughs> you'll normally uh, i yeah here's a better one you'll ner- normally see I, I like when people put like the jmj on top of their tests for jesus mary joseph um but if you don't study for your tests it's not gonna work guys it's not gonna work 
extra yeah, points from God. A just like, a theology teacher has points for comes, comes back and has a dream, and it's like, you get 100 for the rest of the year because I had a vision from God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, it's, it's kind of the whole thing of, like, it happens on God's time. And God can answer no to things sometimes, especially if you're praying for something you don't deserve. If you're, yeah, like if you're praying for something, frankly stupid. If if you're shopping and you're like, God, I want this T-shirt to suddenly become fifty percent off, it's not gonna happen, guys. But if your grandmother is sick and you say, Hey, God, I, please help my grandmother. Please, you can pray for a whole bunch of different things. You know, pray for her that she may recover quickly. Pray for her that if she so dies, she may do so in peace. Pray for her that we may have more time with her here on earth. You can pray for a whole bunch of different things, but maybe if you pray, Hey God, make her better. And she ends up dying again, this, this thing of like, we can't truly understand all of God's intentions. We can't, if you try to ask God, why did this happen? Obviously because of his permissive will that he has to allow some things to happen, but also you can't try to understand God in all of your, if you try as hard as you can, you won't be able to understand God. And that's why you need faith. That's why you need to pray to God is because sometimes God can help you in things that you don't realize you need help with. And sometimes his answer to you is no. And sometimes it's yes right away. Sometimes it's yes, maybe later. Sometimes it's yes, and you really have to wait. And sometimes again, it's just no, right? If, if you're, let's say you're discerning the priesthood and you say, hey, God, help me figure out if I want to become a priest. And he says, no and then you get married that it's kind of the thing of like you say oh god i really want to be a priest help me to do that if your calling is not to be a priest then god will answer you and tell you not to be a priest so just a lot of examples like that where god won't always say yes on i can't say unfortunately because sometimes it's it's better for us and we don't always realize that but prayer takes a long time to understand and to master and we're just going to try to go over the uh, the simple points of, like, why it's good. The nine levels, I think, yeah, nine levels of prayers that help us master uh, the art of prayer. So, so according, again, so according to Father Chad Ripperger, yeah, according to Father Chad Ripperger, prayer is directly proportional to your spiritual life and the amount of sin that you have in your life. So if you pray more, you sin less. Uh, there are nine levels of prayer, and each gets progressively closer and closer to union with God. So the first one would be vocal prayer. So it uh, helps you with habits, and it's the simplest form. It could be written, so like in a diary or spoken. It's like the Mass. We're all vocal. It's a really, it's a, what's it called? I don't know what you're thinking. Ooh, this isn't good. Priest says one thing, we respond. Priest says one thing, we respond. Uh, it responsive. says something, we respond. What's, yeah, what's it that. called? I just, I, does it sound something like, I don't know, respondent? <laughs> what's that called? Darn it. Um, second level is mental prayer. This is uh, probably where all of us are. So oh, this or is most of you. Most of you, if, you know. If you're starting out, hey, good for you. Amen to that. So that'd be like meditation. And we're not just lifting up our bodies to God, but we're also lifting our minds. And that's why that's why this is a higher level, mental over vocal, because it, it's 
more than just us. It's our will. It's our mind. It's our imagination. Where the intellect and will move our imagination to intensively reflect on the mysteries of the rosary or something like that. That's that's an example. Maybe you're you're looking at a statue and you're really reflecting on, you know, the immaculate conception of Mary or some sort of mystery of faith. You could be sitting in a chapel, you know, staring at the crucifix and just let all the words come to your head. You know, yeah, and that can, and God will just work, work with that. Yeah, and I I've heard stories of people who, while they're in Eucharistic adoration, they've seen they they, they claim I I can't say it. This is private revelation for them, but but they they claim that they've seen the face of Jesus in the Eucharist. And the more time they spend in prayer and actually looking at and meditating on the Eucharist, they say they can they can see the face of Jesus right there in the Eucharist. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's what prayer does. Yeah, um, it lets you see Jesus. Well, uh, actually, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah, because because the more we pray, the more we'll be in union with God. So yeah, yeah. And then from mental prayer, we go into effective prayer, which is like mental prayer, but this produces a little more detachment from physical things, so that you can love God more. So it's basically mental prayer, just a step up from the physical world. So you want worldly things less, and you want God more, and then. From there, you go to level four, which is the prayer of simplicity, which is where maybe you're gazing upon a divine object. You're thinking about some sort of truth. You're meditating on your own faith and your faculties just, you know, your intellect and your will just become super focused on one thing about that faith that you're trying to understand. And this is actually where you reach active purgation. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. And you have rooted out many, if not all, of your imperfections and vices. So basically what it would... You're basically going through purgatory on Earth. Yeah. The next four, or five, I don't know. However many. I think it's five. However many are so advanced that we're not the people you should get the the rest of the information from. We'll have uh, resources in the description uh, so you guys can look at. But Matthew and I are not as advanced as... Someone like Father Ripperger. But yeah, so these are, we'll just go through them. Level five is infused contemplation. Level six is the prayer of quiet. Level seven is simple union. Level eight is conforming union. And level nine is transforming union. And we talked about level nine a few episodes ago. But transforming union, the last level is basically heaven on earth. These, these between five and nine, they're more advanced topics. We feel that, again, our, our podcast isn't necessarily the place to talk about them. So if I can find it, I'll put a link in the description about Father... Ripperger and his talks about prayer, some of his homilies, if I can find them. So I'll put a link to that in the description down below. Cool. But anyways, how can you pray as a teenager? There's hundreds of, even a lot of ways we can do this. There's an infinite amount of ways. There is. There's, you know, there's no correct answer when it comes to prayer. You know, there's no correct way, I should say. It's one of those, like, there's definitely a wrong way to do it, but... There's God, give me a million dollars. Yeah, right. There's no limit oh. to the amount of right ways you can right, do it. Now, so we're gonna go through what Matthew and I like. So my personal favorite is uh, Lexio Divina, which is the those two words are Latin for divine reading. And when you take divine reading, what's the divine reading? The scripture, sacred scripture. Uh, Lexio Divina is more common with the Psalms or the Word of Christ. So like the Gospel. And there's four steps. So Lexio, which is read, meditatio, which is meditate, rotatio, 
prayer, and contemplatio, which is contemplate. So Bro, you're reading scripture. Way is to that... butcher the Latin. <laughs> That's why I go to seminary. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Lexio, meditatio, oratio, and contemplatio. Hey, everybody. It is Editor Matthew here again. And I asked Google Translate how to say these things. So I'm going to give you guys exactly how Google Translate said these things right here. Lexio, meditatio, oratio, contemplatio. Let us know if you think Google Translate said it better than we did. Oh, Contemplatio. Yeah, yeah, right. As if <laughs> I'm saying that better. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you open up to, say, John 3.16. You read it. Then you meditate on it. What is God trying to say to you through that? And then you pray on it. God, you, what's John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you. Um, Hashtag raised in a Protestant church, <laughs> dude. I swear, I, I like I walk around there and they've got like the eye black on that says John three sixteen. They've got flags that say John three sixteen. walk, you can walk up to them and be like, "What's your favorite Bible verse?" And they'll be like, "The part in the Bible where God says I will be a lamp unto your feet and a light into your path." And I'll just be like, "Yeah, all right. Mine's John six. Get wrecked." John six. I am <laughs> a true. <laughs> you meditate. That you pray, God. You sent yourself because you love us. How can we reflect that on people? That's just a prayer. Uh, and then you contemplate on it. And that's more of like how you can put... Excuse you. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, we'll edit that's that more, out. Yeah. We'll let you um, all wonder what in the world I was just doing. <laughs> do you have a pet elephant? Uh, actually, yes, I do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, his name's Gerald. Gerald... It's a cool name. It's yeah. a cool name. Post a link uh, in the description so that you guys can find Gerald. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then contemplate. <laughs> you're basically contemplating. It's like med- meditating, but then you're also putting that into your work. You're putting that into your life. You're contemplating it, how you as a Catholic, as a Christian, can better yourself, let's say through that scripture passage, through John 6, 3. How can you reflect? How can you imit- not, yeah, imitate the meaning of Jonathan 16, and you could uh, a simple way would, of that would be going out and saying God loves us so much that when us humans screwed up, He sent His Son to reverse that, basically, so then we have a chance at eternal life. Yeah, it's it's a very deep reflection on the scripture. Yeah, it's great. So from there, we're gonna go to another scripture-based prayer called the yeah. Rosary. Mary. Yeah. So th- this is personally my favorite form of prayer. You ask for Mary's intercession to her son. And again, we talked about Mary and about how her prayers are, are better than yours. Sorry, but you're not the mother of God. Anyway, it's a collection of prayers. It's five decades, so five sets of 10 Hail Marys. Uh, totals to be five, mm, 53 Hail Marys. Brendan, why did you write this? 53 Hail Marys, six Our Father, <laughs> six Glory Bees. Five Fatima prayers, one Hail Holy Queen, one Rosary prayer, and an Apostles Creed to start it all off. What the heck, dude? Oh, uh, do you want me to put it in order? <laughs> it's not <laughs> even in order. Yeah. So you start off. Yeah. I'll, all right. I'll do it right here. So you start off with the Apostles Creed. Good luck trying to say the Apostles Creed and not switch to the Nicene Creed because I I've been doing this for two years and I still do it to this day. I, not sponsored, but Hallow, great app, uh, does a lot of great prayer stuff. It can help you with schedules. I, I use ha- Hello. It sends me an alert every morning. It's like, 
Thank you for waking up, pray a rosary now. Or that's, you know, seven years in purgatory. Just kidding. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Extra, ti- extra time in purgatory. No- normally they say time off in purgatory, but no, Hallow's giving you extra time in purgatory. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but Hallow's a great app. You can use it. I use it, again, for my rosaries. They have a lot of great people on there praying rosaries and doing stuff like that. Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah, you you can find Father Mike Schmitz on there. You can find a lot of great stuff on there, so yeah. I highly recommend Even it. Even actors, too. And it's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, again, it starts off with the Apostles' Creed, and then from there you say, uh, One Hour Father. You ask three Hail Marys for increase in the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, and then you pray a Glory Be, and then from there you kick it right off. Our Father, mystery number one, ten Hail Marys, Glory be, Fatima prayer, and then you do it all over again. And really what you're supposed to be doing, if you pray a good rosary, you're reflecting on the mysteries as you're going through it. So what I like to do is, as I'm praying a rosary, I will try to imagine the scene happening in my head, right? So like the nativity, this is, I I especially like the nativity because there's a question that I ask around in my Catholic circles often, and feel free, again, put it in the comments, guys, tell us what you think. Did Mary experience birthing pains during child during childbirth brendan is nodding his head i i think so i think well i think you're wrong of course again i so i don't <laughs> think i don't think this has been officially defined but like mary is the new eve and is perfect and if the punishment to eve for sinning was pain in childbirth and therefore mary would not have the pains of childbirth interesting that i've heard theologians say that mary experienced the pains of childbirth childbirth at the foot of the cross when she was suffering watching jesus die which i really like that explanation oh, like she like didn't that. she didn't feel childbirth while giving birth but she felt it while she was at the bottom of the cross watching her son just be tortured in the most inhumane way possible yeah so this is uh, again the nativity is like reflect on this scene and while you're praying you can go through that contemplation and meditation about what what is going on while you're praying the Hail Marys, asking, again, asking Mary for intercession to raise your prayers to Jesus because her prayers are better than yours are. And then at the end, of course, you say, Hail Holy Queen. And done like that, 15 minutes. Again, you have to pray for 15 minutes a day to give God what he's due. It's called justice. Rosary is a great way to get that done because 15 minutes, you're good. I, I can normally pray rosary in 15 minutes is about how long it takes me. I don't know. I don't time myself. But again, 15 minutes, super simple, easy. It's a great, great thing to do. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. 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 Well, Rosie's awesome. Mary's awesome. Mary is awesome. Mary's based. <laughs> based and uh, red pilled. Yeah. Amen. And white pilled. <laughs> Go uh, pray to your mother. Yeah. Go pray to your mother. Yeah. Also, also, you don't. Uh, again, you don't have to ask just the saints to pray for you. Can uh, you can ask real life humans t- to pray for you too? Like, go out and actually have a conversation. Get out, get out of your basement and go have a conversation with somebody and ask them to pray for you because you need to get out of your basement. Hey, Matthew, how's it going? I need to get out of my basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And you can say, "Hey, pray for my family. Pray for you know, you know, we're going through some tough times. Pray for me." You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do it all yeah. the time. I do it all the time. Oh yeah. I both pray for people and ask people to pray for me or intentions that I have. And where's a great place where we see people asking for intentions? Go ahead, say it. Mass. Mass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have an entire part of mass called the universal prayer. It's where we it's where we ask God specific things. 
and we ask the entire church these specific things, uh, especially if your parish has like a, a list of people who are suffering. We'll ask for the healing of those people. And then from Mass, again, any quiet time you have, you can spend it in prayer. It can be as simple as, God, thank you for this time that I can spend with you. Thank you for giving us this beautiful day. Yeah. I will rejoice in you and be glad that I can live in this beautiful world that you've given us. An especially based form of prayer is spending time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Because, Jesus. Yeah, spending time in front Jesus. of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Amen. the presence, right in his presence, right there in front in of you. In his presence, the yeah. Again, what's your favorite Bible verse? John 6. We should get that on a shirt. Yeah, right? My favorite Bible verse is flip for instructions, and then just on the back it says John 6. Six. John oh, 6, yeah. get wrecked. <laughs> Before you go to bed, say thank you, God, for this day. Even When you get up in the morning, God, thank you for another day. You know, it could be as simple as you want to make it, or you can make it, you know, as... You can put a whole routine in there. You could you could say a liturgy of the hour if you want, you know. Yeah, and book. liturgy of the hours is another great one yeah. because they have they have that specific thing for morning, mid morning, afternoon, mid afternoon, mid afternoon, afternoon, mid between lunch and dinner, afternoon prayer before meals, kind of thing. I obviously being a bit hyperbolic here, but yeah. Ibrevery is a great app, not sponsored, but you know, yeah, it's divine a great office. Ibrevery. Divine office, yeah. And that's where you can, you know, read the Liturgy of the Hours. You can also go buy the Liturgy of the Hours from Amazon. or I have it. Or, <coughs> Brendan, <coughs> get somebody to give it to you. Yeah, because you're going to seminary. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, these seminarians. You said, yeah. They don't have any money, but they get a lot of stuff. <laughs> We're just that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got you, all the old ladies Respect like home. you. We get it. We get it. Aw. <laughs> All right. All right, Brendan. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gotta get serious. Yeah. Um, the sign of the cross is even a prayer, like we said earlier, you know, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How we start all good things. Yeah. And the list goes on and on with the ways we can pray and lots of prayers are for specific things. You're right. If you if you're struggling with temptation, pray to your guardian angel. If you're feeling scared, pray to Saint Michael. If you're feeling lost, pray to the Angelus. Yeah, and, and these are these are recommendations. Yeah. You can you can swap them. You can mix and match. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but again, the important thing is that you pray for fifteen minutes. But I I like the situation specific prayers. Again, I don't normally ask for the intercession of Pope Saint Gregory the Great or Saint Cecilia, but when I'm in the moment of like about to go perform something, it's great to have the saints there that I can just ask for help with. So. Brendan, maybe we should do that. We should start off each podcast with a prayer to the saint of podcasters. Who do we, who do we think that is? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> Patron saint of podcasters? Yeah. St. George Pre- Preka? Oh, gosh. She's uh, unofficial. Patri- uh, unofficial. Yikes. Maximilian Colby associated himself with the media. Uh, who's the who's the kid who um oh um um you know who uh, i'm talking about Car- carlo acutis yeah yeah blessed carlo yeah. acutis yeah blessed carlo because yeah. he's like he's he's the the guy of like computers and yeah. technology and stuff like that so blessed carlo yeah. acutis pray for us pray for us but yeah so prayer really important you have to do it yes 15 minutes a day again Guys, it's not that hard. You might think you're busy. 
you're really not. When you wake up in the morning, say a prayer. When you, right before you're about to eat lunch, say a prayer. And a lot of it is just getting into the habit. That was the hardest thing right. for me. I, you know, I used to not pray for 15 minutes a day. But then the hardest part was just saying a rosary every day and finding the time to do it. So I w- it would be great when I used to ride the bus to school. I could just, on, on the bus ride, I had an, I had like 45 minutes to do whatever I wanted. So I would pray a rosary. And it was great. But then like Saturdays would come around and I wouldn't go to mass because I go to mass on Sunday mornings and I wouldn't pray a rosary because I was like, oh, no, I'm busy. I don't have 15 minutes to pray. That's fine. Do you have five sets of three minutes to pray? Yes, you do. And so a lot of it is just, yeah, finding the time that's right for you to pray, finding the prayers that are right for you to pray. Maybe you don't have to pray a whole rosary. Maybe every time you have some free time, you drop a Hail Mary. Maybe maybe every time you, you hear a siren go by, you drop a Hail Mary. A whole bunch of different ways you can pray. The important thing is that you do it, though. And you might think it's hard, but... it's It just takes time. Yeah. yeah, and once you start doing it, you'll find it gets a whole lot easier. Prayer takes a long time to master, but it doesn't take a long time to start. In fact, mm-hmm. you can start it right now. So, prayer important make sure you do it there are a lot of ways you can do it you can go straight to god you can go to god through other people through your friends through the saints through mary through your priest through your deacons through your parents through your siblings or again you can go to him straight from yourself but you just have to make sure that you're approaching god again i can't can't stress this enough especially for teenagers you just got to make sure you're spending that time approaching God, giving him what he needs. Yeah. You got to be sincere about it and really just throwing your whole will at him. That's yeah. what you have to do. You know, don't pray out of selfishness. Pray for the desire to be closer to God, to be closer to union, union with him. Yeah. A, a great thing that I like to say is, God, help me with this. So, um... Let me see if I can come up with an example. Uh, well, okay, Brendan, you're discerning the seminary. Um, yes. I, God, help me with my discernment and allow your will to come over me and guide me in the right direction. That's, that's a great thing to say because you're asking, God, here's the thing that I, that I want, that I think I want, that I'm asking for your help with. But more importantly, I'm putting what you want in front of what I want. So help me recognize what you want and then allow me to live that out in my life. If you're discerning a vocation, always I I would recommend you always end it with, but let thy will be done. Yeah, just as Jesus did. Yeah, exactly. It's Jesus is based. Yeah. So I think Jesus is based. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little. Bit. But that's all we have for for today, guys. So thank you for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. Do all those things. Yeah, do all the YouTube stuff. Leave a comment if you liked it. It'll help with the algorithm. We really want to get out there to everybody. We want to impact as many teenagers as we can. Share this with your friends. Share this with your teachers. Share this with your cousins. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with everybody you can get your hands on and maybe you have to text because you can't get your hands on them. But don't actually touch anybody because that's weird. (laughs) Or maybe touch somebody because you need to get out of your basement. But anyway. Yeah. Again, do all the YouTube stuff. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, any concerns, any gripes, any constructive criticism, anything awesome you want to say about us, or if you just want to say, I like cookies, feel free to leave it in the comments. Go do that. Yeah. If you want to say based, leave it in the comments. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Matthew. 
I'm Brendan. And this is the Teenage Catholic Podcast. Thanks for watching, guys. God bless.